1: Definition of a baller.
0: <laughs> That's me. Last segment of the hour, but you can always catch us on Morning Dump to follow wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch Benning Bites there as well and you can catch the Sports 6-Pack a little bit later on. That's by going to Herd at Sports. But if you missed anything on the show today, feel free to go back to Hail Varsity Radio's podcast page and you can catch the full show there. Let's welcome in Jacob Adilla, staff writer for Hail Varsity, one of our guys. And if you want access to Hail Varsity, make sure to get a subscription by using the promo code AR for a monthly subscription or DB for that yearly subscription and you can see Jacob's work all the time. Jacob, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Hi, JP. Let's talk Nebraska volleyball because, you know, we're getting closer now. We're getting almost, almost to the day that Nebraska, being the two seed, takes on Delaware State, and they may have to overcome some adversity of their own during this NCAA tournament. The team's experiencing significant setbacks with the loss of Kenzie Knuckles, but how have you seen this squad readjust
2: yeah, i mean it feels like uh readjusting is all they've done this season um they've hardly been able to play with the same lineup with everybody in the same roles for more than a couple weeks in a row before something has happened with injury or a decision to try to change something up or um so they've been having to do this all season long and this is just the, the latest edition of it. It's, uh, it's really unfortunate. Kenzie Knuckles was a huge part of what they were doing, and obviously you never want to see a career end on injury. But um, they, And they had to kind of adjust on the fly there. where they, It happened last Wednesday, and only we got a couple of days to get ready, and then had to play two top-ten teams. So um, I, I think we, we didn't see them play their best. They, I think there's still some – uh, uh emotions were raw coming off of the injury. I think Cook even mentioned uh, he thought maybe that, that had a part in Maddie Kubik's play, just um, how, how close she is with Knuckles and seeing her best friend go down. So um, now they've had a few days to kind of um, reset, to uh, settle in with the, the changes that they've had to make with the, the new passers. Um, in the back row with Allie Batenhorst playing all six rotations. So that's kind of – they're hoping that this week has been enough to kind of iron out some of the the things that we saw uh, against Wisconsin and Minnesota that um, that led to some struggles. And hopefully they can kind of lock in here and uh, rediscover
1: the level of play they they had, or at least close to it, going into that last week. Safe to say that Hames and Badenhorst, like their roles are kind of, uh, I don't want to say disjointed, but like they change tremendously kind of behind the scenes, right, in terms of rotations and how they have to play?
2: Yeah, so Kuka kind of switched uh, Badenhorst and Kubik in their spots in the the rotation just to um, kind of have Kubik in the back row for – more rotations since um, she, she's more comfortable playing defense in the back row. She's been doing it um, her, her whole career, um, so the, the, trying to trying to make it a little easier on Baiton Horse playing six rotations for the the first real time. She's she's done it for stretches early on when Cook was kind of experimenting with the the different pins last season, but she's she's been basically three rotations all season long. So it's not easy to to do that, to play all six rotations Mm -hmm. and still be able to be effective in all phases of the game. Um, And I think we saw Baitor's kind of working through that. She struggled a a bit. After playing well, she had like five solid matches in a row leading up to that last weekend. Um, So um, hopefully she was able to kind of learn from that, uh, be able to, to watch the tape and figure out. And then, like I said, Cubic struggle a little bit as well. Ho- hopefully she's able to kind of bounce back because they need her playing like the, the all-conference player that, that she is in order for them to make a run here.
0: In my first question, I was back and forth on, does Nebraska play tonight or tomorrow? Because I'm <laughs> figuring out Creighton and Nebraska trying to follow both teams. They obviously play tonight. I, I looked that up just so everybody could be sure on that, and I know uh, probably people out there are like, they play tonight, they play tonight, yeah. They, they play tonight, 7 o'clock. But Jacob, this is a question that, I you know, I I sat back on my couch last night and I I just kind of reflected on Nebraska volleyball this season and the turnout that was shown from all of the volleyball supporters in Lincoln. With Nebraska hosting the first and second rounds out of the gate, how difficult is it going to be for some of these teams to come into Lincoln and compete here with a crowd like this?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's always the advantage of Nebraska (laughs) – and what, what the program is, you, you almost every single year you get to start start your tournament run at home in, in front of the, the largest crowds in college volleyball. They they lead the, the the country in attendance year in and year out now, and um, it's easier to kind of get get your tournament run when you can sleep in your own bed. You can go through your typical routine. You don't have to worry about travel, and um, so it's it's a big advantage for Nebraska. And, uh, be interesting too. Uh, former Husker Aneshka Zabo is, is coming back with Kansas in, on the other side of the, the bracket. There, they'll play Miami. So um, she's gonna get a chance to kind of come back where it all started at the end of her career. Um, she's had a really good season for the Jayhawks, um, and um, so I'm sure she'll she'll be excited. I'm sure um, probably Huskers will. Uh, catch up with her a little bit, uh, b- before, um, the matches and everything. So she might find it a little bit easier to, to, to play in Devaney as a visiting player, but everybody else, this will probably be a, a little different experience than anything, particularly Delaware state. I, I, I'd, I'd be curious to, to learn what the biggest crowd that the Hornets have played in this season or, I mean, just period in general, they've got a lot of upperclassmen, uh, So that'll certainly be something they're going to have to work through early on and an advantage for Nebraska.
1: Talking with Jacob Padilla, one of Hill Varsity's finest and a guy that I like to collab with from time to time. More often than not. As we dabble in some high school as well. JP, just listening to you, though, how about juxtaposed to somebody you know real well and Kirsten Bernthal Booth and what she decided to do with her volleyball team in terms of not sleeping in your own bed and coming off the success and building some confidence off of Marquette and their seedings. Like, isn't it interesting? Cause I know you like coaching strategy and philosophy, how you pit those philosophies against one another to, are you curious to see how each plays out or is it relative to the opponents and not necessarily what you're doing off the court in terms of preparation?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, Both these coaches have a great feel for for their teams and understand how to get the the best out of them. I mean, you don't have the seasons that these two have uh, without that being the case. So um, I I just kind of deferred it to the coaches that they know what's best for their programs, and it it is really cool to to see both of them able to host again this year. Um, I I mean, I I came up, I started uh, covering volleyball, while, while I was in school at Creighton, I uh, covered three years of uh, that program when Kirsten was just starting to kind of get it up and running there. Um, so it, it's been really cool to kind of follow it from afar, um, her rise and getting the, the program to where it is now, to where they are perennial, perennial top 20 team, uh, have a chance to, to host more often than not in the first round. Um, and so now – she's becoming a veteran at this uh, feels, uh, I mean, they've got a lot of tournament runs, uh, under their belt over the last handful of years now.
0: Uh, and, and they know ap- absolutely how to handle it. Plain and simple, Jacob, is this a team you see avenging their runner up finish from last year?
2: It's it certainly got a lot more difficult with, with knuckles going down. They've got a lot of things to, to iron up. Um, cook cook was really excited about where the team was heading into that last weekend. Um, but before the knuckles injury. And he, um, he said when she went down, like they had their hearts broken and it was, it was tough to kind of turn around and get back up for those matches. So, um, it, it changes this team. Uh, I mean, they've got the best defense in the big 10 in the last decade and knuckles was a big part of that. Um, so it, it's hard to know kind of what this team looks like, we've only seen two matches on short notice. And one of them was without Nicola Haynes as well. And her status is kind of up in the air. Um, Cook said she played or participated in about 40% of their practice yeah. yesterday. So I don't know what exactly that that means for her availability um, tonight or tomorrow if, if they take care of business tonight. Um, so I, in, I, I don't know how much they'll get the challenge. I guess – ask me again after this weekend to see kind of how the, they've been able to adjust with, with the changes and um, with more time on the practice court to adjust. We'll see what they look like coming out of this matchup. Um, there the these two matchups, I guess, because it's hard to know what kind of this team is now with the changes. I think they still believe they they can make a deep run. Um, and that's the most important part, but um Again, we'll have to see how how it plays out,
1: Jake. I kind of Jacob. I kind of feel for you. on a On a funny note, before we let you go, I know high, high school basketball starts, and you and I both agreed that uh, Bellevue West is is the consensus number one. We were talking to Nick Ball earlier, and he was talking about Grady Dick and his maturation and only being 18 years old. And I was thinking, uh, as we both agreed, the best player in the state uh, right now is Josiah Dolsler. Hard to believe Josiah is a full year older. And some change than Grady Dick. Good on Bellevue West uh, and that team. And I feel bad, Jacob, that you can't start by covering <laughs> high school basketball tonight, man. I'm sentimentally you ha- you're tugging at my heartstrings, man, as you do your job covering volleyball.
2: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get to a I'll get out to a game or two on Saturday. Um, have a chance to get to, to one of these kind of little mini tournament finals. Uh, so that, that time of year, you got to juggle around. Um, can't get everything. Uh, I Thanks, like Jacob. To, Thanks, but, appreciate JP. you. We hope that
0: know. everyone out there knows, too, no matter what reactions have been said on the show today, that it came from a great place. We'll see you tomorrow.